Hello and welcome back to the program. You're listening to part two of a conversation between Shaitania Brown, president and CEO of Employ Milwaukee, and Michelle Smith from Advocate Aurora Health as they discuss careers in the healthcare sector. And now back to the conversation. People think that a title makes you superhuman. So because you carry a certain title as doctor, nurse, or um, boss, or something like that, that all of a sudden the human qualities about you disappear, we're just, you know, people are just as impacted by everything um, you, you saw all too often on the news where many nurses said nobody prepared them in college to to deal with what they were dealing with. Nobody ever thought this would happen as you started your response in our lifetime. We didn't think that we would see anything like this. So that's awesome that, the you know, Advocate Aurora is really looking at the whole person and, and how not just from the standpoint you're dealing with the mental, but also our everyday, you know, the employees everyday living. And like you said, had to take out loans in order to get that title, in order to be in that role, in order to do that. And now here's all this stuff. So showing that level of appreciation oftentimes keep people in the trenches when they need to be in the trenches. So that's awesome. Um, and this is one of my favorite uh partnerships that we started with Advocate Aurora. So Advocate Aurora as a, has been a corporate leader in thinking outside the box and workforce development initiatives, ranging everything from providing opportunities to justice-involved individuals to enhancing career opportunities for incumbent workers through your Navigate, pro, Navigate program. Can you share a bit with us about what drives these workforce development philosophies? Because for I think about many of the folks who come to our um, organization to receive training or assistance and finding employment and just as involved individuals think that healthcare is totally off the table for them, that that's an absolute no, because for many, many years, that's kind of what people were told, that if you've got a felony, you cannot work at a hospital. And um, to have this intentional effort from Advocate Aurora through the Navigate uh, program um, is something that I tout all the time when I get an opportunity to share with people this partnership. So can you share a bit more to our listeners about this initiative and what drives these workforce development philosophies for Advocate Aurora? Absolutely. So you touched on something that is, is uh definitely a common misconception um, that if you have, you know, um, a background that you are automatically uh, eliminated from certain industries, healthcare being uh, the number one. Uh, And so our um, returning citizens program, you know, which is for those individuals that are justice involved, um, enables those, um, you know, community members to rethink their opportunities for finding a career and, you know, just reaching their full potential. And so our Navigate program, uh, similarly, is focused on our incumbent workers, uh, which sometimes at, across organizations and industries aren't really thought of. You know, we spend a lot of time on recruitment as organizations bringing in talent, filling need, you know, filling um, our talent needs. Um, and so sometimes our current, our current workforce, um, our team members, our individuals that aren't always tapped on the shoulder uh, to fill needs, specifically when you're looking at positions that aren't in a leadership capacity. Um, And so I would say that what drives our workforce development philosophies when we think about our Navigate program and our returning citizen program uh, goes back to something I said before, which is um, equity. So as a healthcare organization, 
while we are focused on health equity, um, there are social determinants of health that don't just relate to you, um, you know, being healthy, you know, what we consider to be healthy. Um, one of those is um, economic mobility. And so as a healthcare organization that, you know, spans the breadth and depth that Advocate Aurora does, we do need to be thinking about um, outside of just being healthy and whole, um, how are we impacting our communities from an economic perspective? And so that is what drives our workforce development uh, philosophies is ensuring that we are serving the whole person and not just the aspect of healthcare that we are commonly associated with. And so being able to impact an individual's economic mobility thereby impacts their, their health um, and gives them access to healthcare. We provide benefits to um, employees um, from a healthcare perspective, um, but also, like you said, our Navigate program provides opportunities for our incumbent workers um, to move throughout the organization. So we have individuals in environmental services that participate in our upskilling programs in one area, for example, medical assisting. We have a, a need as an organization to to increase the number of medical assistants we have. And so we, um, as a workforce development team, always think about things twofold. So how we bring individuals from the outside in and how we help individuals move from the inside up. And so up doesn't always mean becoming a supervisor or a leader of people, but up in terms of your position, um, your pay, your responsibility, and the skill set required for that, you know, for the role that you can potentially move into after participating in one of our programs. And so um, I'd have to say that that is the driving force behind all of our philosophies is just really being able to serve the, you know, serve the whole purpose, whole person from um, an equity perspective centered around those social determinants of health. And we achieve that in workforce development through helping individuals attain um, economic mobility. And that's really good. Serving that whole person is critical when we think about a, a person's uh, really changing the life of a person. You can't just address one piece um, and all the others are still broken and tore up. You have to be able to address the whole person. And so having um, a focus on economic mobility is critical to any job, uh, regardless of, of where you're coming from. Changing gears a little bit, as we think about types of jobs. Technology, of course, is changing everybody's business and how business gets done. And so you see it also in healthcare as well. And oftentimes people don't associate IT with healthcare. They always think of healthcare as your doctors, your nurses, always that side of things, but not necessarily the technology side. And, and, and you know, we all know that um, hot jobs such as registered nurses and CNAs, those are the ones that we typically see. But are there some new kind of hot careers that are emerging in this healthcare space that people are not necessarily aware of or even think about when you think about healthcare careers? Absolutely. So one in particular, I can say is respiratory therapy, which does fall into that clinical um, aspects of healthcare, but uh, as we know, you know, COVID um, is a respiratory virus, and so uh, our demand for respiratory therapists has uh, increased exponentially. People will continue to to have COVID, 
Um, and so there will continue to be a need for individuals potentially. Um, uh, we're, we're seeing those numbers decrease, but there are still individuals that have to, you know, be admitted into the hospital um, due to their COVID diagnosis. And so respiratory therapists play a, a, a huge role in um, enabling that individual to ultimately be able to go home one day. Uh, and so we have seen a huge need of respiratory therapists that I don't think was anticipated to the extent that it is now prior to the pandemic. And as it relates to just some other careers, and you mentioned you touched on technology, um, technology is certainly a driving force um, in healthcare. Um, it has enabled a, 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 hard, a large swath of innovations that have been made um, in healthcare. And those were made, a lot of which were driven by technology. And so we do continue to have a need um, or an increase need, I would say, in our in our IT areas. Um, and even, you know, and even when we think about cybersecurity, um, I'm, I think you touched on that, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so we live in a day and age where, you know, as technology advances, so do individuals potentially that have malintent. <laughs> and so <Yes. laughs> as a as a healthcare organization, it is um, critical for us to make sure that we are maintaining our systems from a cybersecurity perspective um, so that our organizations can continue to run every day um, and that we don't have threats um, to our systems that will impact the care that we can provide. Um, and then the other one I would say um, is also just thinking of our traditional healthcare careers and the ability to provide those virtually. Um, so we know, you know, as a result of the pandemic, mental health has become far more talked about, I would say, than in previous years um, in all communities. And so uh, as an organization, being able to provide individuals access to health care, you know, from their mobile phone is a, a large techno technological advancement, I would say, even from five years ago, when we think about what life looked like in 2017. I don't know that any of us would have thought, oh, I can go to my doctor, you know, from the comfort of my own home. Right. I can have a therapy session um, from an app on my phone. Uh, and so from a technology perspective, you know, Advocate Aurora is really uh, rising to that, to the, um, to the need in the community to be able to meet people where they are. And so you don't, if you don't have access to transportation or you don't live near one of our uh, medical group sites, um, you know, we can bring that that care to you depending upon what it is that you're needing. Uh, but specifically, you know, in that mental health space, being able to um, meet people where they are to get the services that they need from licensed uh, therapists and clinicians is very important. Um, and also, you know, for nurse practitioners and for physicians and a variety of other healthcare providers, being able to see patients virtually. Um, and increases their ability to, to get in front of individuals before they have something um, that would require them to be admitted to the hospital. So it has a twofold um, impact uh, because we're able to have a more proactive approach to healthcare um, rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. So patients, you know, they have that access, or I should say, you know, our consumers and our patients have that access um, to us almost 24 seven, um, which, you know, was certainly not the case, um, you know, even a decade ago. Yeah. I remember my first time having a virtual appointment with my doctor. It was, um, I thought it was going to be weird, but it actually was all right. Um, uh, so, and when you think about, um, People oftentimes don't go see doctors for transportation purposes because they may need to see a specialist. 
and and needing to get to that location and that location could be outside of their ability to get there so it being able to have those initial appointments virtually makes a difference in in that proactive activity one needs to do in order to like really be in tune to their health so but it is it's a transition for a lot of folks because when you think about the digital divide and there are some people who you know still lack um, the adequate access to technology and Wi-Fi and all those things in order to do that. So there's a lot of things that need to be fixed, but it definitely could work. So that's awesome. Um, and as we start to bring um, um, this interview to a close, I mean, I could talk to you forever because to have to talk to someone who really has a understanding of workforce development, I could just go on and on and on because you mentioned a theme that we use often meeting people where they're at. So to hear that is really refreshing because people oftentimes um, we think where people need to come to us and not necessarily think about how can we bring our services to them, making access a whole lot easier. So um, in your estimation, what is the biggest misconception that people have regarding healthcare careers? That you have to be a doctor or a nurse or a CNA to work uh, in the healthcare industry. So healthcare is unique in the sense that we truly do represent uh, almost every profession, um, you know, within our industry uh, and specifically, you know, at Advocate Aurora Health, um, you know, we have conversations um, in my department with post-secondary institutions kind of thinking through how do we build a partnership? You know, how do we give our students access? What are the, you know, what majors are you all interested in? And the reality is, we have a need for people in every major. So I just had a conversation, um, you know, with a, a gentleman at a at a university, and he said, you know, we have some students, you know, that are are planning on going to law school, uh, but I don't know if that's an ideal fit for you know this particular partnership. And I said, we have lawyers at Advocate Aurora Health. We have individuals in our, um, you know, that work on civil rights from a healthcare perspective, and so. We genuinely have every industry represent, I mean, every profession represented in our industry. And so I want community members to think outside of just being a nurse or a physician or a surgeon or a CNA. Um, some people don't like blood. Some people don't mm-hmm. want to touch patients or, uh, you know, they don't have a desire to work in a clinical area. But, you know, as an industry and an organization, uh, we have needs across the board. So if you're interested in information technology or human resources um, or logistics and supply chain or recruiting or, um, you know, operations, the list goes on and on. uh, There is a place for you here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people don't know what they don't know. uh, But that I would say is the largest misconception is that you have to be in a clinical role in order right. to find a career in healthcare. And that just, uh, that is a myth. Um, I don't touch patients and I don't see blood <laughs> uh, and I work in healthcare. And that's good to know. Cause that that's true. I mean, we grow up thinking that healthcare is just that doctors, nurses, CNAs, like the clinical side of things and not really seeing the other side where there's lots of community roles, there's community nursing, there's all kinds of things to still get you into, if like you said, to be an attorney, hospitals have <laughs> need attorneys and in, in mm-hmm. all kinds of things as well. So um, listeners, you hear that you don't have to be just a doctor, <laughs> a nurse or a CNA. There's non-clinical roles 
that still put you in healthcare and allow you to still do that thing that you would like to do. As a leader, what do you want your legacy to be? I asked all of my individuals who come on and, and, and have discussion with me, what would you want your legacy be? Legacy to be um, about the work that you've done, your role in community, things of that nature? I've never been asked that question. So I am actually excited to be able to, to respond to that. So as a leader, I would want my legacy to be um, being a leader that is genuinely, you know, committed to being of service. So as a leader, I think, or when we think about leaders, uh, a lot of times people, you know, think of becoming a leader because of the things that they will be able to do, um, you know, from a leadership perspective, um, you know, have people report to you, be able to think strategically to put, you know, plans in place to be responsible for, for budgets. And all of those things do come along with being a leader. But for me, the most important aspect of, of my uh, time as a leader and what I wanted to continue to be is that people remember me as someone who was really motivated by service. And so both serving the individuals that um, I have the responsibility of overseeing, but also being of service to the communities that I am responsible for engaging with to help them find their path in life, whatever that is. Um, and to just genuinely, you know, having an impact on the lives that I'm able to touch from a perspective of service. So I always say this, you know, when I meet with my team, oftentimes this isn't the Michelle show. Um, <laughs> so I'm here <laughs> to make you all shine um, and to remove barriers for you all to be successful um, in, in, and making an impact um, in our goals, you know, in my role, you know, right now, as it relates to workforce development and our current team members, um, and the communities that we serve as an organization. So I genuinely want that legacy to be that I have been of service and that I have allowed my life to be used as a vessel to improve the lives of those around me. Now you truly have become my best friend because <laughs> that is definitely my motto. I tell my team all the time, we're here to serve. That is our role to, to be of service to our community, um, to have impact in the community um, that we're a part of. So Michelle, again, I want to thank you for sharing your insights and your journey with us today, our listeners. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on the show and um, to take it away, are there any last parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners before we close today? You know, first, I want to thank you for having me. So uh, welcome the opportunity to come back anytime. And so I would just leave your listeners with, you know, wherever you are today, that doesn't necessarily define where you have to be. So make sure um, that you tap into the resources within your communities, um, ask questions. Uh, because there are a plethora of opportunities available um, to uh, the communities that we serve, uh, specifically at Advocate Aurora Health. Um, and so, you know, don't ever think that, that where you are today, if that's not where you want to be, that that's where you have to stay. Uh, so there are opportunities and resources and services and people around you that want to make sure that you uh, become your best self. And so I am one of those people, even though I don't know all of you personally. So don't hesitate to reach out, you know, to me or my team. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can reach out to individuals at Employ Milwaukee, um, and we will make sure that we align you um, with what you need to find, um, you know, your next career 
um, or to find, you know, your forever career, so to speak. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Workforce Insights with Employ Milwaukee, where helping people live their best life is our business. Be sure to like, share, or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about Employ Milwaukee, check out our website at www.employmilwaukee.org. That's www.employmilwaukee.org. Until next time, be safe, be brilliant, and give it your all.